0: From grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Brian. And I'm Katie. This is the best beer show on the internet when we actually hit the button. <laughs> Take two!
1: <laughs> yeah, we, we recorded about... Oh, it was seven for, minutes. Seven minutes of... of of podcasts yeah, that uh, get- well,
0: I decided <laughs> it wasn't good enough. Yeah. So we're going to restart because only the best for you guys. Slave driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get too deep into what we've already talked about and what we're going to talk about again, I want to give a big shout out to the Homebrewers Association. Uh, they do a lot to support homebrewing and homebrewers and now they support us. During the AHA, we'll give you discounts at homebrew shops and select tap rooms. This will give you access to the fantastic Zymergy Magazine. Go to the a link at the bottom of our homepage and join today. Also, I'm going to give a big shout out to our patrons, specifically our Black Belt patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornsson. And Tyler Romanski and Hop and Barrel Brewing. Uh, if you'd like to become a patron, head on over to Patreon.com slash Studios or click on the patron link above our homepage at blindstudios.com. And we also have a store. That's right. Uh, you can head on over to blindeststudios.com, click the store link, or head over to teespring.com slash stores blindstudios and find some fantastic uh, products such as the We're definitely wearing pants pants.
2: Mmm, I want a pair of those. I do, too. Seafoam green. uh,
1: They're so beautiful. (laughs) Uh, Did you say seafoam green?
2: Dude, I think Matt more or less said... Uh, that he picked the most obnoxious colors. He
0: did. He, he literally did. He's like, I didn't want to make these pants, but I had to. So <laughs> I picked the most obnoxious colors to make these pants in. Uh, for longtime listeners, we will have a no banana shirt. Uh, but the guy that we have working on the, I, I've seen the, I've seen the mockups for the original stuff. But unfortunately, the, uh, our, the guy making the logo fell downstairs. Yeah, and, and that's not like, a joke.
2: He's like a girlfriend now too, which is well, oh, that's a
0: whole, that's a doo com- conversation but uh yeah no so uh those will be coming as soon as he's healed up and can actually do art again uh from breaking his collarbone uh but yeah so head over to blindstudies.com click on the store link and there's some really cool stuff over there uh katie pointed out the um the the pullover hoodie the pullover hoodie looks awesome yeah yes all right oh Um, they don't
1: have a lot of sizes available right now no (laughs) yeah they're they're kind of
0: they're kind of low um i'm waiting for that large to come back in all right, Brian. What have you been up to, beer related, man? Besides uh, getting uh, shit on by your distributor in your own podcast? God, that was so funny.
2: I was drinking a Modelo, and he was like,
0: "Oh, Modelo, brother, what the
2: fuck?" And he was drinking, you know, some your beer. Hop and Barrel. Uh, beer related, well, you know.
0: Let's talk about the homebrew hat or the Hop and Barrel Happy Hour. Yeah,
2: already. yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. I, I guess I literally every time you ask me that, it's nothing really all that exciting. We tried that. Fuck COVID. Um, ale oh, beer Salem, today yeah. that was good uh other than that i man i i've been on a kick the last few months uh because there's a store nearest my house called sellers that stocks uh carlsberg um gosh a polish lager um kostritzer uh, and then I did actually have a chance to go to the German restaurant in town and had a I'm giant jealous. one liter beer.
0: I mean, I, I did have to pick you up after that, but I'm you jealous.
2: did. I was a <laughs> blathering mess. And I'm lucky I have a friend like you to pick my ass up. And then tell me, no, we're not going to another place. I'm taking you home.
0: It and was home time. Yes. Wow. Casey. <laughs> it was home time. It, well, it was home time. He was like, you would
2: have been mad if I brought you. And I was like, yeah. Was, you know, we go out and do sales sometimes, and we were in town, and we we're like, "Let's have one more," and ended up being one whole entire liter of German beer. Oh. Yeah, it should makes have been, sense. It time to go
0: home. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> uh, so, pretty much that. But I will say, uh, we've been recording a few episodes of the Hop and Barrel Happy Hour, which is news and information about the Hop and Barrel Brewery uh, for a two-week period of time. And if you're into that kind of thing,
1: check it out.
0: All right, Katie, you went on like this crazy odyssey.
1: Yeah, like like we said, I I I flew on an airplane. (laughs) Still, there was no beer on the plane, but
2: um, okay, so there's no beer, no drinks. Well, no,
1: actually, I I will say you have to fly um, sober. They they it it seemed to me that the first class or the preferred you know economy class they did they were offered one cocktail. Oh, that's because on my uh, trip back,
0: COVID um COVID doesn't affect the rich.
1: It doesn't, and then, yeah, especially when you're at 10,000 feet. Yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. yeah. the yeah. higher you are and the richer you are, yeah. the less COVID. I don't remember seeing that on the flight out, but maybe they changed, you know, they're kind of loosening up their their restrictions a little bit. But yeah, no, flying, Um, just, you know, since we're on the COVID topic, I, f- I felt pretty secure about flying. They they, they they do, they're doing everything, at least I flew Delta, to um, keep things safe. But I went to Raleigh, North Carolina, the Triangle, the Research Triangle area, actually, because we did spend a little time in Durham, but... Um, visited uh, I'd say a, ha- a handful of breweries and then you know took some beer home went to went to a co-op and bought a six pack of different local beers. Uh, a brewery that stood out was, well, there was one, I, you know, I, 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 this is the second time I've said this, by right. the way, because we didn't hit record the first, so I can't, I don't, it's like, the. I did know I hit record, it just didn't ah, record. Of course, yes. <laughs> now uh, I'm only was, half paying attention. The, <laughs> one, the one brewery that was recommended to me by somebody was a, a place um, in Durham called Pony and they had really, a really good solid, you know, their, their West Coast IPA, which is my kind of my go-to beer, was, was great. Uh, the, the brewery that I think, and, and this could have been just because it was the first day I was there, um, that stood out the most. Um, okay, so the first day I was there, it was also the weather is like crazy gorgeous, warm there compared to. Why are you you know, that this isn't gorgeous? Minnesota, <laughs> Wisconsin, where we are, we're at, but I don't think
2: the sun's been out for like a week, dude. <laughs> it, it,
1: was, it was out for like a minute. What's the sun? It was I out for a know. minute this morning, and then I'm like, oh, anyway, uh, it's, it's this place called Y Hill. Uh, it's like brewery and eatery or something. It's like a brew pub, and their food was really great. You know, they they have this their um, their. They advertise themselves as the best view of the city, the best view of the skyline in the city. So we sat on, in, you know, in this outdoor with with heaters, and um, all their beers were just really on point. I didn't find any flaws in any of them. It's a little seven barrel, I think, um, brewery. If I if I looked at the system correctly, uh, the beer that stood out was a place um, near, in, kind of in between Durham and Raleigh, called Barrel Culture, and they had. The beer was called Bramble, and it was a special release. Um, and they're a wild, a wild, bre- like a wild ale brewery, and they had this uh, beer that they at least the the beer tender told me that they had aged it on graham cracker crumbles or crusts. Oh, that That's, sounds amazing! And it was, I want to know how that. It just changed works. the. I mean, I and for my opinion, it changed the body of the beer because I had a few other. Um, sips of other beers there. There was a couple of, there was like a peach and an apricot. And then there was another dark berry beer. And they were all really great, but more thin and dry. And I think the graham crackers must have just like beefed up the body of that beer. That makes beer. sense.
2: Put a pin in that, I guess, because I, mm-hmm. I was going to ask like, what do you guys think? Oh, how would we do that? But I think that might be
0: like a, a podcast. Like, yeah, I think yeah. that might be an episode. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was, and it was good. It was like eating like a good tart cherry, or not cherry, but like a dark berry. Do you remember crumble, what that beer was called? Call, it was called Bramble. Bramble and they do that. they do a series. The funny thing is, is I we had it and, you know, we had had a couple beers and then we tried this one and it was like, this is the beer, you know, like <laughs> this is the one. Yeah. And the reason yeah. why we Ty had Ty it is Bramble, because that goes. we had asked the the beer tender, what's your go to? And he was like, I, I keep going back to this one. And um, I, I went in after we finished and I was going to buy a, a a bottle of it to bring home, and you know, I'm, but I'm sitting here thinking, okay, how much is my suitcase going to weigh when I leave? Blah blah blah, this and that, and he ended up going, kind of walking away, and I was like, you know what, never mind, I'll just whatever, and I, yeah. I that's like the. Worst that, decision yeah, no, I made. No, 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 you have a regret. In the month of December, <laughs> was not uh, it, picking up a bottle of that and bringing it home, or two so bottles. So I,
0: I, I, I looked it up on their website. Here's the description: This raspberry and blackberry double-fruited pastry sour plays on all your favorite flavors, from the gooey filling to the fresh, flaky crust. It's all here. It's pie time. Conditioned on graham cracker and vanilla beans. Yes. Yep. That
1: sounds amazing. And mm-hmm. now I'm mad at past you. Yeah. And the other thing about <laughs> the, the other thing about this place is is they had this little outdoor. Um, seating area and it was in this like this like little like pine tree forest or something and it was just this really cute little it was a little chilly back there cuz we were in the shade but it was just, just really Oh destroyed. I'm sorry were
0: you chilly in the south It was actually <laughs>
1: jeez yeah, it was like 35 degrees that day Oh, yeah. oh okay sounds <laughs> yeah. a little chilly like, <laughs> Yeah it was chilly <laughs> and the sunshine is a different story but yeah the the that's yeah, I mean the other thing that the Raleigh is it's the weather there is I mean I think it's probably I was told that if if it gets below freezing a handful of times, that's like a bad year. Yeah, I know, I know. So anyway, that's my. Um, I haven't seen the sun in cur- a <laughs> week. Oh, at least. <laughs> uh, that's my. That was my current um, beer adventures. If you're awesome. ever, if you're in, I mean, people, if you know, I would, I would almost say that uh, once traveling. It's like the
0: new Bay Area, right? Yeah, once beers?
1: traveling, um, picks up if you want to do a, you know, a, a little mini vacation. Raleigh would be definitely be um, a place that you should visit. Awesome.
0: How about you? All right. Uh, for
1: me, uh, honestly,
0: not a ton. Um, well, uh, so last week we talked a little bit about the um, the bitter that I have that you're drinking yeah. now. Um, mm-hmm. And I'd love to get your thoughts on that mm-hmm. either now or after after the show probably because we've already talked about it. Yeah. I, I mean, um,
1: in short, it's great. It's got all of the qualities of a, okay. of a bitter. There's maybe a little bit more, a little less caramel. Mm-hmm. In there that I that I would like in a in a British bitter, but otherwise
2: I drank two yeah. mugs of it last week.
1: You sure did. It's, it's the, the keg's
0: getting low. Like yeah. that one almost went faster than the uh, than the IPA that we did. So, oh, well, I like it. I'm mm-hmm. happy about it. Mm-hmm. I got two beers that I'm not happy about, so that's a whole other thing. But um, yeah, so uh, I also uh, kegged the the logger. Um, and it's, it's a little one note, but once it's carved, we'll talk about it. So hopefully not next week for listeners, but two weeks from now, we'll talk about that. Um, and besides that, uh, I went up to Lucette and had their Dunkle, and it was phenomenal, and their their pizzas are on point. So if you're ever in the, like, I guess in this, like you know, western Wisconsin area, head over to, or stop in Menominee, go to Lucette. Mm-hmm. There's like three other breweries that, or mm-hmm. two other breweries that you can hit like kind of in that same area and it's just a nice little stop.
1: Yep. The pizza is there. It, the pizza there is really great. Uh, it's super sure. good. Uh,
0: but yeah, so uh, why don't we talk about what we're gonna talk about, which is home canning. Uh, this topic was suggested by uh, patron Bjorn Bjornsson um, and it was something that I had kind of dismissed until he brought it up. Because, I, I mean, it is. Like, I, can, yeah. canning at home was never really something that I had considered. Well, it, it, there were, gosh, we saw some number where it was like, 60% of craft beer is in cans now. Well, and, like, so growing up as, you know, a wee baby brewer, uh, everything was in bottles. You didn't buy cans. Like, when I first started home brewing and getting into craft beer... Cans were for macro beers yes. and yeah. stuff like and, that, and, and beer and,
2: tasted different in it. And you always gravitated towards micro-brewing bottles. Like yeah, that's just that's how just a, what
0: it was. Yeah. And then in the last, I want to say three years, we've mm. seen such a shift over to craft beer cans. Like I look around this table right now, and it's a little biased because we just did Hop and Barrel Happy Hour. But I see seven like empty. Ten empty beer cans. cans like well, you go into all
1: craft. You go into a a a, a, a yeah. beer store, liquor store to buy beer, and at least seventy percent of the of that beer. Yeah. You, you know, not not the m- macro brands where they, you know, you can get all their options in either package, but the, of the craft beer, I, I would say seventy percent of craft. beer Breweries now bottle and or you know well pack- I just package uh, I, pants? I, just, yeah. I
2: just said like that number came out and it was, like sixty. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay.
0: So uh, you, you uh, but no, but it, like it, it's it's it's, yeah. it's it's one <laughs> of the it's it's one of the things like I I can count on one hand the amount of times I've bought a bottled six pack uh in the oh, past like six for months. For sure, I'm, I'm the a, same.
2: I'm gonna be honest with you, like I I have in the last couple weeks I've been in and, and I try to spread it around and go to because there's like. You know, like, like yeah, eight liquor stores in it or mm-hmm. nine, something seven, and I try to spread it around because I know they all have sort of different stuff um most of the time, and I looked at Sierra Nevada, and I was like, oh, bottles, like then I gotta take them outside, and I gotta put them in and eh. and right. they're not cans I like, can crush, and like I, yeah. it's it's a whole thing, so
0: yeah, you no, it's like, yeah, it's just like, ah well, but Sierra Nevada also does cans.
2: They do, but there is some thing in me that wants to go back to the time when everything was in bottles? Everything was in bottles and Bells Two Hearted had a gold cap. It didn't have a branded cap with the fishy on it. Yeah, it, it just had just the edges had like
0: the, the and, brewer's best cap that wasn't yeah, branded. And we've like,
2: talked about this before, but like this was back when you could only get bells too hearted in a twenty-two ounce bottle yeah. in our market anyway. Oh, and they're yeah. in Michigan. <clears> and so I don't know, somebody was responsible for bringing a twelve pack, or sorry, a six pack bottle down here. But anyway, moving on.
0: Yeah. No. So all right. So we we've we've seen that shift, and now we're starting to see that a little bit on the homebrew scale because canning machines have gotten uh, not cheap but affordable. Um, yeah. And that's yeah. and like that that was something that I, I didn't realize.
1: Well, and I didn't realize until you you send me the show notes. And you know you, we've got some links which we'll get to yep. for for more beer, and it's like this is a thing that homebrewers can can but it do makes now. Sense, yeah, you know? yeah. I mean um, the first thing, and you know if you want if you go to more, I I just went to morebeer.com and just put canning and in. and put canning in, and the first thing that pops up is a little benchtop can seamer. That's the same. I mean that's a that's a essentially the same. Set up as the crowler uh, that I yeah. see in a few a few breweries. And I, I, I feel like
0: uh, the the crowler thing was kind of what prompted this. Yeah. Because breweries like these smaller breweries started doing one off cans instead of glass growlers Yep. Um, and that like and they had these machines mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. people are like oh well what if we make them a little cheaper and mm-hmm. make them available for home brewers and then they don't have to deal with glass. Yep. Um. So let's talk about the pros and cons of canning mm-hmm. versus bottling. So, like, I mean, the big pro is like there. It's it's aluminum. It's fully opaque. Yep. You have no light going in. There's you cannot skunk a can.
1: No, you can't. Uh, you can't skunk a can um, because of you know that that that's how. Uh, you know sunlight or any pretty much any light even the incandescent light mm-hmm. can come in and and seep through the bottles even those brown bottles it's worse and clear and green of course but uh and it, it essentially changed some of the hop compounds into the same compound that skunks emit when they are you know when they're spraying being harmed or whatever being threatened so uh and, and that just doesn't that can't happen with cans Merc Captain. yes that's it <coughs> yep yeah, um, nice. Uh, the other the other pro that isn't on here is the you know the you know cans don't break and shatter.
0: Yeah, well, and that kind of goes with the bottle bomb thing. Yeah. like if if you overcarb a can, the can pops. It mm-hmm. doesn't blow up and like mm-hmm. lacerate you. It is still it's terrifying. Pretty, it's <laughs> still <laughs> terrifying. The- I'm not saying it's not <laughs> scary, but it's not going to kill you.
2: Yeah, we had name this shell re- remain nameless, but there was some liquor store in town or maybe it wasn't in town I remember where it was but there was one of the liquor stores where it was always a struggle to like get cold shelf to struggle to get them to like pay attention to us and then when we finally did there was you know like somebody's grandpa went in and grabbed a six pack a hop and barrel and when he was hobbling up to the counter it popped you know one of the it was when we had that issue with
1: yeah, lemon yeah. breaker. Before
2: yeah. we figured out, hey, we got to jam a shitload of sodium benzoate in yeah, here. You're like,
1: yeah, yeah, we had we had uh, we had an issue with our 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 lemon breaker shandy that the it was re fermenting in the cans, and yeah. it w- that was pretty scary because that, the, that the, the the we that's when we were um, self distributing and the salespeople would come in with a. Uh, like a, like me you know like three cans or something it wasn't a ton but they'd be like these uh, were exploding and i'm like don't bring,
2: yeah just, put them down just,
1: just put them down those, you should not have even transported them there was a yeah. weird
2: period of time where justin and i did a lot of driving around to all these different markets Looking at the bottom of the cans to see if they were bulging, mm-hmm. quietly
1: pulling them yeah, and replacing yeah. them. Yeah, and luckily it was just a batch, I think.
2: But it was yeah. only a batch, but it's one of those things as like the co founder where you're like It's terrifying. Oh, this is my job today is to go <laughs> This is our legacy. <laughs> eat crow and pull product yeah, and yeah. Yeah. you know.
1: Yeah, but I mean even I'm not I'm even saying just, you know, like a case of a case of of um canned beer is lighter than a case of you know i mean as oh, far as yeah. like if you're gonna if you want to yeah. take your, your homebrew that you've made camping or to a cabin weekend or something you know you're you're not carrying around these, bottles you know bi- bottles of of, of beer oh, yeah. which yeah. is yeah. another great pro um and
0: then some cons with cans is they're non-reusable you can't refill a can no like once nope. it's
1: once it's sealed and done mm-hmm. like it's done um, and but that is also a pro, in my opinion, because washing bottles... It sucks. Oh, my gosh. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks. And it the only reason does. you do it is because it's cost-effective, of course, and why yeah. not? But it's Well, and I guess like, so the
0: other part is cans are relatively expensive. Yeah, they really um, are now, these days, yep. Uh, so, well, even at, like, so at the homebrew level, uh, More Beer has their cans. I was just looking at this, and I had the page up, and then it went away. I apologize, they, guys. Uh, uh, so, for um, 16.9 cans... Uh, for two ounces, yeah, yeah. Uh, so for two hundred and seven is one hundred and twenty bucks. Yep, which is
1: quite a bit. A case of uh three hundred eleven point one ounce, which is you know twelve. It's one hundred and sixty bucks. So yeah, that is you know that's that's expensive. Yeah,
0: it's relatively expensive, but um, if you are if if you're not canning everything like if yeah. if you're kegging and then just canning some like for competitions or whatever mm-hmm. sending cans is mm-hmm. way uh, well they're lighter um, they're more
1: resilient mm-hmm. uh, than glass yeah well um, that's a, that's actually a really good point i didn't even think about i mean you could i mean you could have your your tap beer like you do mm-hmm. and just say hey oh hey i want to you know instead of like filling a crawler you could just fill a six pack or a, a six pack, pack of, of cans. cans and and bring it everywhere and then that cost effective becomes a little bit more like it's, it, well.
0: It's it's a little bit more nuanced than yeah. Like yeah. you're you're not necessarily bottling or canning all of your beer, no. but um, especially like if you're entering competitions, I feel like cans are the future. Yeah, for sure. Because shipping cans is way better.
1: Yeah. My my um on a uh, production quality um standpoint, and you know anybody can correct me if my, if I'm wrong, but I feel like the oxidation issue could become more of a problem in cans. with cans because, because in a openings. bottle it's a you know it's like a, what a maybe not even not an even an inch opening about, yeah about this what the size of a dime or and whatever, all, all yeah all those all those you know oxygen compounds can i feel like leave that that space more forcefully but just because of the but in a can and a can and less can go in but in yeah. a can it's well, know, that's it's obviously I, a wider opening
0: that's i mean and that's a that's a big that's a big thing yeah So, um, Um,
1: but that's, but that can also be remedied by how you're canning the beer. If you, you know, when I'm canning, you know, we have a, a giant commercial canning line and it fills seven at a time. And the idea is to, you know, cap, we still cap on foam. We, the lids, the, the, the beer, beer is foaming out of those cans at a, at a small enough rate to, to allow that to happen. And then, you know, the lids get stacked on them and then pressed into them. So if you, if you're, if you. You get your process down even on a, on a homebrew level. You could probably um, cap on foam even with a can or yeah, lid on, lid on, um, maybe lid so on foam. So
0: I, I want to I touch on the two types of canners, and then I want to actually talk about your guys' tips for canning because I personally don't have any experience with it, and okay. you, Katie, have a ton. <laughs> That's like, why An I insane said. amount. That's like so like It's part of the reason we waited <laughs> on this wait episode for it's you. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so we, we have two types of canners at the uh, – at the homebrew level we have electric canners which are kind of the ones that you're going to see at your local brewer or your local like small brewery when they're doing crawlers off of the tap um like it goes on the machine it zips around and seals it i guess not really canners they're called sealers Right, Seamer.
2: seamers, seamers, yep. seamers. Yeah. Um, so they're seamers. That's that's all it's doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. is just um,
0: And so, like the big commercial brand, or like I guess the big brand around right now is um, Canular. Um, and that's the one I saw. Yep. Uh, and talking with Bjorn, uh, he ended up buying a like a lesser known like Chinese version uh, because Canular has some issues where. You have to do some modifications to some of them to get them to work with certain cans. I'll
2: be honest with you, I, I don't, I'm not gonna point, point any specific manufacturer out, but I have never run into a one can per seam seamer that doesn't have something major. Even knock on wood, even the one that we have at the brewery for the crawlers. If if you don't understand how the maintenance, I mean, and this is across the board for any equipment, because we just went through some shit with our with our kegging keg cleaner, you know.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. If you, if you
2: don't thing. understand the ins and outs and nuts and bolts, a hundred percent of exactly how this machine machine should be worked treated with, uh, you know, an air dryer and you know all this other shit, uh, you're gonna run into problems. And so the the main thing with the one that we have is. You know, there's some button piece that keeps breaking or whatever. And we've just, you know, like I said, knock on wood, never had a problem with that. So as long as you, you know, have a a maintenance schedule, which I know sounds a little, you know, janky for like a homebrew setup, but in any case, yeah.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, maintenance and that includes cleaning. I know uh, some of these, these uh, bench top can crawler seamers, um, it's very reminiscent to me of my previous brewery that I worked for. And we used October... Uh, okay yeah uh, that's uh yeah so it'd be and they actually about. have yeah. yeah they have a um they have a home in this okay so the the biggest issue we ran in into with that and we we used it it was a crawler machine a seamer not a can but or, it, yeah. the the you know the the, the handle part that kind of lifts the can and sets it in place to seam it got sticky with beer dried beer and it gunked up and Finally, people were wrenching on it and it broke. It's like if you clean your machine, you treat it well, you make sure that the the seamer gaps are still doing their thing and adjust those accordingly. This is something you know uh, as a home brewer. This is a, this appears to me to be a piece of equipment that would last you a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and if electric
0: isn't your speed, they actually <laughs> there's mechanical seamers out there, <laughs> uh, which uh, are uh, surprisingly more expensive. Than like to the electric crank. Yeah, which, yeah. Uh, which um, one is that on the? On uh, so if if you look at the um, at the link there, it's the 52 dot com. The manual seamers. Okay. Um, and so basically these are giant like cast iron monstrosities that you would put on like mount to a bench, and one lever lifts the can up, and then there's a giant flywheel that runs okay. the seam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like I mean, so if that if that's more your speed, yeah. Like, uh, but you like. Recognize that you're also spending like instead of fifteen dollars for a wing capper, Mm -hmm. you are spending at least at least six hundred. Yeah, yeah. Like for for a bench canner or bench seamer. Mm -hmm. So it it is. uh, Well, I guess here's one for four hundred, but it's. it's definitely some, it's definitely an investment, and so make sure that you that this is something that you really want to do. But I do believe that this is where things are going. I think so too. Um, yeah. Just yep. because like cost uh, bottles are getting rarer, like they're more and more rare. Like as far they're as they're not
1: needing to make them for the commercial breweries, breweries because like they're getting them. away from them yeah.
0: and. Mm-hmm. And you can't really cap on twist-offs, and that's kind of mm-hmm. all the bottles you're seeing. And... Well, and
1: the other thing, you know, about when I when I was homebrewing with bottles is, you know, you could you could be like, oh, I'm going to pick up a a six pack of whatever these bottles. Yeah, and, and then, then I'm going And if there's less of those available on the market to mm-hmm. reuse, uh, then you're en- you're ending up having to buy more bottles anyway. So, yeah. Hmm. All right, so. All right, so you you've made you've
0: made the decision like okay, cool. I'm gonna can. These are the things that I want. Like this is something I'm gonna do. I have a seamer. I have my cans. What kind of tips can you guys give? Because I know like just speaking with you, uh, talking about oxidation, we've had space force from like the same canning run, and mm-hmm. they've been f- drastically different colors yeah. from yeah. oxidation. I would like,
1: say. I mean, it looks like on more beer they have. Um, They have these, like one of them is a micro filling system.
0: Oh, like the the counter pressure,
1: yeah. And and so basically, I'm assuming what those do is they incorporate CO two into the process. So if you can, if and you could probably figure this out on a home brewer level of you know just having a a a a hose with CO two, literally just a hose with a shot and just blast it it in there near where you're working. That's going to help. Um, Can the beer somehow quickly just like spritz a little blanket of co2 on it put the lid on it and, and can it mm-hmm. as quickly as possible yeah. you know those space force that you were talking about the 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 difference between a not oxidized beer and an or a, well all beers are going to be a little oxidized just because of the process but one that is is going to have shelf stability and one that isn't is a, you know almost fractions of seconds it's or 2 seconds you know, you if I were to if I were to have because we used to and I've told this this story on previous podcasts, but we used to the beer gets filled, it gets it gets pushed under a blanket of or, you know CO two so it's kind of blanketed with CO two and then and then the lid drop drops the lids on the cans and sometimes the lids would miss so we would just have spare lids and we would just shoot it on there so it was like literally two seconds and that beer would become a it was a totally different beer in in weeks you know so if you can get if you can incorporate uh, carbon dioxide into your canning process your home canning process that's going to make a huge difference lid put your lids on your beer as beer is literally foaming out of the can so you know give it a little bit extra squirt charge as you fill it that's going to help cuz the co2 will just push the oxygen out and then there'll be a extra blanket of co2 within that foam after you've canned it that can kind of like Incorporate itself into those oxygen molecules and then make other CO two molecules. Um,
0: Are we worried about um, losing uh, CO two in solution? Like, should we over carb a little bit if we're like if if we're filling out of the keg or um, or just kind of do what we do with bottling?
1: I would I would as, as far as that goes, it's it would be the same. It's okay, with bottling, yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing you want to make sure is check your your the, your seamer gap. We you know we always call that um, a seamer gap test. We have this little tool that will test or will actually measure it. Um, you know. Yeah, there's anything, like a little
2: a little tool for the canning line, and then yeah. um, with the steamer we have for crawlers, there's like a little. Like machined tool that you mm-hmm. just sort of like boop boop, you kind of pop it on there. Okay, we're good, we're good.
1: Yep, and you and I usually like when I test the or when I measure the seam gap of of our cans on canning day, I usually try to do it a few times during the canning run.
2: Yeah, so we'd say what, calibrate often.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, yes, we probably probably should calibrate more often than we do. But
0: so how so with your with your one off like your, your crowler machine? How often are you calibrating that?
1: Uh, That that would be a uh, the tap room manager question. Oh, I I I, um I test my the seamer gaps every um, can run. Okay, I would say
2: before, during, and after. Yeah. Uh, um,
1: And then I would have to calibrate as far as adjust that maybe every. Four or five canning runs, it kind of okay. it knocks itself a little bit out of place, and I have to it always, make some adjustments. Yeah. Inevitably,
2: it will. But test it before to make sure you're on point. Test it during to make sure you haven't gotten off mm-hmm. too far, and mm-hmm. test it after to mm-hmm. just check and see how far it did get off potentially. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like everything in this hobby, um, take it as
0: seriously as you want to.
2: Yeah, yeah Take and, it as seriously as you want to, and also I think the point I was going to make was to take as many notes as possible. Yeah,
1: yeah for sure. And I mean, the, you know, ideally with these seamer, um, these seamers that are. Coming into the market for for mm-hmm. home brewers, I mean you're maybe you're maybe only see I mean at, at most a five gallon batch would be two cases right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. So, so 20, 50 cans. You know 50 cans. I'm I'm canning two or three thousand cans. Yeah. Uh, and during and it's it's one I mean it's 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 one seamer just like this. We only have one on our canning line. We have one yeah. seamer. It it so, fills
2: seven cans at. Oh, a time. Oh, but it's yeah. not a single seamer. Fills yeah. lids. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I mean, oh, okay.
2: the the upgrade is to seam all the to, to no to seam
1: two two at a time. Oh yeah,
0: there's not yeah. like a fill <laughs> seam all seven. No no no. This is. <laughs> this I feel is, like I feel like
1: two seamers. That would be just too much high maintenance for me. I'm not. I'm not interested.
2: This. this I yeah exactly. Like the the, <laughs> the the line is called the lin Can jesus lint 35 because it does 35 a minute yeah yeah i'm wearing my Abe. it's
1: usually no i'm so sure. of <laughs> I'm sorry I'm, I, I'm sorry yeah we got we got our our pilot site <laughs> we got our pilot uh our little four barrel pilot batch system and they sent the fermenters and they sent two two shirts and they were, like, extra large. And I'm like, well, I'm not an extra large. I guess I don't get a T-shirt. Well, so <laughs> you got, like, yeah. a lighter or a pen, it right? Is, like, and it's, uh, yeah, I did. What did I, oh, I got a mask. You know. oh, oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. Well,
2: then, no, but what I was saying was that the um, – you said the little fermenters, and it's funny because when the truck –
0: uh, they're
2: four barrels.
1: Like they are actually for pretty big, taller for, for, yeah. than people. For yeah. you, for, like. for
0: people listening, they're saying little fermenters. These are four barrel yeah, well, fermenters. We have thirty.
1: 30 we have they're, they're sitting next yeah. to thirty. That's, barrels. I know, I know, but so like yeah. we're on a
0: homebrew yeah. show, yeah. like That's fair. no. So anyway,
1: <laughs> what I'm saying is the the uh, back to uh, the the these seamers. Hopefully, they won't get knocked out. You won't need to calibrate them a ton if you're only. You know, seaming 24 cans a couple. So times basically,
0: a month. calibrate it before you run, and yeah. you're probably fine.
1: Yeah, and then and then the other thing is is, is make sure it's very clean when you're done using yeah. it, um, because that that stickiness and that gunkiness is gonna like make it. it not work correctly. And
0: something way easier to do at the homebrew level than like at the commercial, like even if you're running like crawlers through it yeah. all day, like to have like a decent cleaning regimen to go through your machine if and.
1: I yeah we, I I think I do or we do I it's but but it still is never enough. You know, there's always, there's always extra sticky beer that gets left in some crevice of that, of that yeah. seamer that gunks it up. Um, and then
0: something Bjorn said that I want to make sure everybody is aware of, uh, when you're uh, like canning on foam, like, like you're supposed to, mm-hmm. uh, these things will spray foam everywhere.
1: Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. When I was, uh, crowling cans at, at Bobtown, which is the last time I did it, I would actually hold a towel because it was, and it was electric. So you, you, you. Move the levers in the places that they needed to be, and then you press the, the, button. the, the button, but hold a towel in, in front of you cause, or wear, like, safety glasses or a shirt that you're, you're cool Always with Always wear getting. safety glasses. <laughs> that you're cool with getting. <laughs> I don't think I've ever but yeah, worn safety yeah, I'm glasses. I'm wearing them now. now. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not. It's, uh, but it's, it, it's, a, it's a shower, for sure, of, okay. of, of beer and foam.
0: All right. Well, I think we kind of covered canning at least like a good like step into it. Again, it's something that we don't really have a I at least I don't have a good idea of how to do it on the homebrew level, but thank you for mm-hmm. like I mean, I, ho- I I think a lot of these will be applicable yeah. to Yeah, I mean, home if you canmers. bottled
1: if you bottled beer and you get a a seamer, a lot of the mechanics of it and the procedure of it isn't going to be that different. Mm-hmm. It's just instead of it's the volume crown capping it, you're putting it on this seamer with a lid and, and, you know, and moving and, it. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's actually I, I'm super happy that the home on the homebrew level they're starting to incorporate some of this some of these things. All right. Well, we have some listener mail,
0: we do. and uh, well, we might as well just call this Bjorn episode because Bjorn <laughs> sent in some listener mail. Uh, and actually, I, I well, and this is another one I wanted to wait for Katie because you have more of a lab background than Brian and I do. Um, so, talking about Chapter Ten, biotransformation, which we talked about a few weeks ago now. Um, he bought a Lollamand brewing uh, product, which is I gotta open it up again so I can
2: it's called a aer- aromazyme
0: uh, why is it yeah yeah mm. uh, so ABV a- aromazyme and so if you if you uh, it's a food grade enzyme uh, preparation with a strong uh, glycosidase, uh, activity derived from selective strain of yada yad- 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 yad. basically it's uh, an enzyme to help with biotransformation
1: mm-hmm
0: uh, when we're talking about that. What are your thoughts on this? I'm, I'm a bit upset about the last paragraph in the technical sheet, and I pulled this up. Um, basically, it says to use all of it when opened. Mm. Um, so, storage, ex- he's like, what What can you tell me about storage? All it says is use all when opened. At the suggested amounts, I will be using one gram for a 23 to 27 liter batch. Mm-hmm. The box, uh, the smallest he can get is 100 grams. Oh, yeah. Um, it would in theory, last me years. Um, I, I hope it will be usable after opening. And so, like, looking at this, I, I honestly have no idea. Mm-hmm. My, my immediate thought is anything like hops or whatever, um, if you can, like, I, I don't know if CO2 or nitrogen would be, the, like, the right thing, but if you can keep oxygen out of it, it should be fine. I yeah. cannot get this
2: link to work,
0: but I –
1: Yeah. I um, – you know, I don't – we don't uh, use any type of these. I remember talking about them um, with that chapter of the book. Yep. And it, you know, but we, we don't use any of these, um, enzyme that, that help help. I'm, I'm very curious about them and, and it's one of those things that now we've got this four barrel small batch system. Right. It'd be something to It'd play around with. It'd be something that with. we could play around with. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, that, that's, I feel like, you know, Bjorn, that's something that you, you're just going to have to. You're going to have to do the, do the, do the, leg do the work R&D like I, and figure out if using what you need and then, you know, getting as much of the air out of that. That you know, because you know when I was home brewing or even at on on a, on a commercial scale, you use you have a like today I went and I dry hopped our space force and I needed ten pounds of a twenty two pound package. I opened the package up, dumped ten pounds out, and then you get as much of the air out of it as possible, stick it back in the freezer, and you know hope for the best that 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 your your hops aren't going to go bad. Mm-hmm. so you're gonna have to just take what you need. Hope, it yeah. Up. Yeah. Hope, and, hope and store and hope it that, whole works. Hope that Lalamon figures out that this is a product that home brewers actually want to use, and maybe start selling it in package sizes that are appropriate. Well, like for 100 grams seems so, like so
0: much, right? That's a lot. I mean,
1: that's so much. That's, so my, my
2: thinking here though is is two I'm,
1: years worth if you're brewing once a week, right? Yeah. And
2: um, so I'm looking at the the link now. I can see it, and I I see that it's it's temp range is in between what 15 C, which is what, 59 degrees Fahrenheit? Mm-hmm. And 65, which I don't know. Do,
0: 65C is, uh, uh, that's, that's you're, you're in mash temps at that 149 point. 149-ish, yeah, yeah. right, or right on the money maybe. And
2: uh, that's great, cool. They give us the dose rate and application. Um, there's also a technical data sheet that you can download that I'm doing really fast yep. here. But I don't see off the top of my head or in any of these, you know, packaging and oh, storing. That's, it's,
0: it's, so there, there's literally a, uh, so the packaging and storage um, thing is in the data sheet that you're downloading. Yes. So
2: it just says 100 grams is sealed in plastic jars that should be stored in a cool, dry area. Refer to the label of the container for an expire, you know expiration date. If stored properly, the product will maintain the declared activity for four years. It's recommended to use all of the product once opened. That said, however they have have it stored do the best to replicate mm-hmm. that cool, dry mm-hmm. area, yeah. which I would assume is is right around or under fifteen degrees. Yeah, so. I mean, if
1: you receive that product and it's keep it in the freezer. If it's if it's that's
2: how I, that's what yeah, I would do. Keep
1: it in the freezer. If it, if it comes and it's you know it's like freeze packed where it's like you cut it open and it, you know like like Lalaman's yeast when it yeah yeah yep. get as much of the oxygen that has now entered yeah. that package once you've opened it out and store it as cold as possible. Yeah. And I would say... I think that's probably your, your, you know, all if you can do. If you are using that product after, say, f- a few months and you're starting to taste some weird flavors in your beer that you know shouldn't be there, it's probably this. Right.
0: Yeah. I will say I'm very glad that uh, we have somebody actually, like... Experimenting with some of this—that's listening and yeah, yeah, know, is willing to give us some cutting edge on Yeah, yeah, one is willing to give us a little bit of feedback know, so. on this. Like, yeah. so please be on. Like, let us know how this
1: works. Yeah, out I'm i I'm, I'm very curious as as how how it impacts your um your hazy. If you're, I mean, I'm assuming you're using it for yeah. hazy IPAs, um, because that 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 definitely is my first thought when we read about it. Was like, oh, I don't know if we you know would really want to apply apply this to a 15 or a 30 barrel batch, but. Maybe a two-barrel batch. Yeah. And so, and just Yeah. how that works. All right. Well,
0: <laughs> let's get out of here so we can do the next episode before Katie Yay. has to leave us. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in this week. If you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at studios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com. You can follow us on Twitter at BlindersCoreNinja. And I'll see you guys
1: next week. Peace. Take care.